early hour of Power the Terry and Jesse show. <laughs> we promise you that this hour will not be low energy, not at all. We are two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. In fact, some people call us UFC, <laughs> Ultimate Faithful Catholics. Amen. And uh, absolutely, uh, Dana White, they borrowed the octagon from Catholics because the octagon, that eight-sided ring, yes. that's actually a an ancient baptismal font that goes back to ancient Jerusalem. Incredible. So yeah, so we are part of the UFC, Ultimate Faithful Catholics, and we're your spiritual fitness trainers, and we are on duty, Terry. We're on duty, and it's the Feast of St. Justin Martyr. And Jesse, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it real quick. He's a convert to Christianity. Not be, he's not a convert because somebody accompanied him. No, <laughs> he's a convert because he sought the truth, and he found it in Jesus Christ. Okay, Jess, I had to say that. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just so... Uh, blown away by let's get back to the fundamentals of our faith we've got the fullness of the faith let's act like it so we got some action to take there today's again saint justin martyr 165 you know we have to become like first century christians again jess that's yeah yeah that's right that's where it's where it's at now today's topics jess i love the last one because this is my kind of guys okay the first one a jewish rabbi defends catholics and Jew, uh, by and jesus by denouncing the dodgers what a non-believer, a Jew, yeah, he says, hey, it's the truth. They're, they're attacking Christians and Catholics. Come on, stop this. Number two, as Pride Month approaches, the LGBT mob is wrapping up its attacks on dissenters. Get ready. I say one thing, simple. If you see one of those flags at a store, go somewhere else and, buy, and spend your money. Simple. That's right. Okay, number three, the last one for the segment. Four chaplains selflessly, they're heroes of World War II, They've been honored on the 80th anniversary of their deaths. And you know, Jesse, this really is the ultimate witness to Christ when you lay down your life for your, for your fellow man. And these ministers, Catholic priests, did exactly that. And that should inspire us when we have a little persecution, not to turn away and say, bring it on, because you know what? I stand for Jesus Christ, and, and if it means losing my life because... I'm going to be a follower of Christ. Well, I've had a lot of brothers and sisters before me do that, and I'm not going to take an extra 10 years of life just to be comfortable because I'll deny my faith. And I'm asking every single one of us listening to act like first century Christians because that's exactly what they did. Jesse, I'm fired up. Can you tell? (laughs) Terry, the reason I picked the last article about four chaplains who gave their life during World War II is because because I'm kind of sickened that— uh, our veterans are just honored on one day. We call it Memorial Day. Yeah. And homosexuality is being given a whole month. 30 days. Yeah. Crazy. And so that's why, I know it's not Memorial Day, I get it, but you know what? If the homosexuals are going to honor the, honor sodomy for 30 days, yeah. then I don't have to wait just on Memorial Day to honor four chaplains <laughs> who gave their lives in World War II. I'm with they you, should brother. be they should be honored throughout the year. Amen. So that that's that's why I, I good reason. Also, also another good news. Just want to mention. Oh yeah, I got something. Um, Go ahead. John Henry Weston, I just got off the phone with him. Yep. He's also going to be a sponsor for the <laughs> uh, the, the, the Catholic uh, prayerful Good. procession to Dodge. More the merrier. Yeah, so LifeSite News has jumped in. So here are the sponsoring organizations. You got Catholic Vote. You got American Needs Fatima. Yep. You got Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You got Catholics for Catholics, which is a 501c4 political organization that mm-hmm. I'm part of. Yep. You got Church Militant, and now you got LifeSide News. Good. These are the people 
that are sponsoring locking arms. Yeah, locking arms on June sixteenth as we as we process and pray from the Cathedral of Los Angeles to Dodger Stadium. Uh, we'll be leaving at four four thirty from the cathedral. We'll be praying and hearing speakers over at Dodger Stadium until 7 p.m., then we'll process back in prayer. So it is going to be a grind. It's going to be penance. It's going to be reparation prayers. Your body's going to take a toll. Uh, But again, we're all doing this because of the offenses committed against our Lord Jesus Christ and Our Lady, Terry. Well said. And I want to know, I have some good news, need to know file, good news. You know, they say, if you go woke, you go broke. Well, uh, here's what happened. The Boycott on Target rap song hits number one on iTunes. Uh, let's protest until they close. And what's interesting, this outdid Taylor Swift on <laughs> iTunes. Are you kidding me? So it seems like there's there's definitely that's kind of happening and that we're getting more momentum for this month. I, I think it's going to be our, our moment for us as Christians. Jesse, also Archbishop Cordelion praises priests for clandestinely offering yes, Holy Mass during wow. the COVID lockdowns. And you know, here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, we never closed our doors. We had people crying when I said, come on in, the doors are open, go pray before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. Well, we haven't had that for over a month. I, I can't live without Jesus. I I hear you. Let's get our priorities straight. Keep the churches open. And yes, we got persecuted. Yes, we got fined. But you know what? So what? <laughs> you know why? Because it's the right thing to do. And it's the right thing to do is protest this Dodger Stadium thing with them bringing in the Sisters of Indulgence. Why? Because we have to make reparation. You think that walk is going to be easy for a lot of people? No. It's going to be challenging. Yeah. And, but and you know and, what? It's part and, of it. And, 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 and Terry, sisters of indulgence. We just want to remind you, they're, they're no men. sisters. <laughs> they're, they're no, they're not only just men; they're homosexual men, yes. And they yeah, so they're poking be, yeah. fun at the Catholic Church. Yeah, and and you know what? There's also two Protestant organizations that are going to be going out there. Awesome. I got uh, I got their names when I get on the next break. I'll, I'll mention who they are. Good. I think one organization. I think Calvary Chapel is going to be out there backing right. us up. Right. Can you imagine? Hey, you know what? What? A, come on, man. Lock arms, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and there's another organization. I'll give you both names. So, and the Protestants contacted me yesterday, Good. and they're saying you Catholics are a lot more organized. Can we march with you guys? I said absolutely. <laughs> That's so, so cute. So we're probably going to have a couple of hundred Protestants uh, processing with Catholics as we're as we're doing our prayers. Yeah, so, it's yeah. awesome, buddy. Great, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, listen. Anything else on the Good to Know file? If not, yeah, let's one get more. To... Terry, Go ahead. get it. Ch- Chick Fil A. Oh, yeah. Disappoints Christians everywhere. Yep. With stunning announcement, it seems like every major company is embracing leftist woke ideology. Now even Chick Fil A has fallen because Chick Fil A has has stunned Christians all over the globe with a disappointing announcement. Over the past few years or so, a number of very large companies have jumped off the deep end with an embrace of a number of wild left ideologies. So yeah. Chick-fil-A has well, gone just don't eat there anymore. I, I like their tra- food chart, tra- uh, Jesse. I love it. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? I'm going to In-N-Out or I'll go to yeah. another place that supports right. our Christian values. Absolutely. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Today's Holy Gospel at the Feast Day of St. Justin Martyr. Yep. Pray for oh, us. Boy, do we need his prayers. Yeah. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, the blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging on hearing that it was Jesus, and that's what we have to do right now with our Lord in yes. prayer, just beg him, beg yep. him. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. 
Pity and mercy are the same words in, in Hebrew and Greek, pity or mercy. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more. Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, master, I want to see. Jesus told him, go your way. Your faith has saved you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed him on the way. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Terry, some people that can see are actually blind. Oh, yeah. And some people that are blind really, really can't. Well said. Can actually actually see. Yep. And that's the point of this gospel. Uh, Jesus is called the son of David. That that's a title, basically, that the Jews understood that was referring to him as the Messiah. And so when they hear that Jesus being called son of David, they're saying, wow, this is the expected descendant of King David. This is the rightful heir to the throne of David. And of course, many of the Jews hoped that he would possess, you know, uh, you know, like political power. But Jesus Christ, the power that he showed he showed the power to heal the sick. Yep. He showed the power to exercise demons. And uh, again, the confession here of Bartimaeus, is, this is ironic. It's uh, this blind man sees Jesus, his messianic identity more clearly than most of the Jews in Mark's gospel who are blind to Jesus' messianic identity. And uh, Bartimaeus, he also signifies for us, gives us hope because he shows that the Gentile nations like himself, they're all called to be saved by Christ. And so Jesus, he tells him to rise up from his spiritual blindness, throw aside the mantle of his sinful habits and follow him down the road to glory to heaven. That's what he's doing to us as well, Terry. Amen. Let's bring in the smartest guy into the room for a quick one. Full sheen ahead. Hey, this is homosexual month, right? I don't call it pride, but pride, Bishop Sheen says is at its peak when man cuts himself off from any relationship to God and thus makes himself a God. That's what's going on right there. He elevates his relative character into an absolute, very much like a carbon copy calls itself the original. Yeah, well, that's exactly what's going on. You know, we, you know, we threw God out of the culture. We become our own God. And then Bishop Sheen's making that point. When we come back from our break, Jesse, we're going to uh, really uh, surprise some people. A Jewish... Uh, rabbi, he's defending Catholics and also Jesus by denouncing the Dodgers and he even says the Major League Baseball for not doing the right thing. Let's see what the rabbi has to say and much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Yes, we're too blessed to be stressed. Hey, that's right. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires because our hope is what? In Jesus Christ. Stay with us, man. We're back, yes. Hey, this is a great story, man. I love having ecumenism at its peak, and that is uh, each defending uh, our faith. How, can you imagine a Jewish rabbi defending Catholics 
and Jesus by denouncing the Dodgers and Major League Baseball. What's that all about, Jess? Terry, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I really like this. Tell because me. This is, this is real ecumenism. <laughs> and what I mean by that is true ecumenism. Yes. It's based on things that we agree on. Yeah. Obviously, this rabbi doesn't believe that Jesus is a Messiah. Obviously. We do. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously he's wrong. But he agrees that an- hate speech and anti-Catholic bigotry by the homosexuals is unacceptable. See, that's ecumenism. Yep. Where, where, you, where you built upon something that you have in common. For example, Cal- Calvary Chapel, uh, a, a particular denomination, and some other Protestants from the Valley are going to be co- processing with us. Uh, we don't agree on everything doctrinally, nope. but but they're looking at the bigger picture. Yep. They're looking at, okay. Religious if, freedom. If, religious, exactly. And so... This article is an example yep. of, of, of exactly proper ecumenism, not fake ecumenism. <laughs> so, a rabbi recently wrote an article expressing his deep love for baseball and God and sadness over the Los Angeles Dodgers' decision to welcome an anti-Catholic hate group. Rabbi Michael Barclay is saddened by the decision of the Los Angeles Dodgers and Major League Baseball to honor a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which he rightly describes as an anti-Catholic fringe group known for promoting hate against Catholics and the Catholic Church. He criticized the Dodgers and Major League Baseball for inviting and then re-inviting this group, stating that it shows a lack of values and disregard for Catholic fans or any fan with a moral compass. Yeah, you think? (laughs) And uh, General Flynn weighed in as well. General Flynn, by the way, is senior advisor to Catholics for Catholics, which is another another organization I'm involved with. Here's what General Flynn said. It is remarkable that this leader of the Jewish community, that someone, not even Catholic, has more courage to speak up than some <coughs> in Catholic leadership itself. That's true. Where are our faith leaders and bishops? Great question. While some have spoken out, such as the Archdiocese of Los Angeles or near or the nearby Diocese of Orange County, the general trend has been to cower back in silence, getting off the hook with one little statement, one statement or treat or tweet will not be enough to stop the radical and well-funded anti-family, anti-American agenda of the left. General Michael Flynn continues by saying, quote, their silence allows the secular left to mock us and run ra- and run rampage over our tra- traditional values. Either lead or get out of the way Amen. so others can help to save our country. Catholics for Catholics, thanks sincerely those shepherds who do in fact lead from the front. Their courage is inspiring and we rally behind them. And just to, just to jump in on that, I mentioned this to Bishop Strickland yesterday on his show that will broadcast next Tuesday. And he was very, very uh, strong on supporting uh, our protests. And Ted said to me, give everybody there, uh, you know, that that you've got my support. He's doing a lot of confirmations this week, the weekend of our event. He can't be here, but I I guarantee you he would be if he wasn't already committed in his own diocese to do the uh, confirmations. But the point of it is he didn't just say, uh, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. He condemned them, and when I read the letter that we read on our show yesterday from Blake uh, Treen, 
who's a relief pitcher for the Dodgers, and his belief in the uh, person of Jesus Christ, he said, that man believes more about our Catholic faith than a lot of Catholics. See, he's a bishop who speaks his mind, and I think that's what the general's looking for, bishops to come out and say, no, this is wrong, and we're going to protest. I encourage people. It would be nice. We're going to have some priests there. That'd be fine. But it would be nice to have the bishops who are local here show up and support us because leadership is key in directing the people to follow Christ. A strong church, strong leaders, strong church. So I think the... the, the uh, the general's making a great point. Because he's saying that Rabbi Michael calls for a boycott of baseball games of major league activities until they uh, dis- disengage from supporting anti-religious hate groups. He argues that supporting such groups go against our faith and values and of their fans. The issue extends well beyond Los Angeles as other teams may seek to honor similar groups. If the Dodgers allow to do it, you know, there's an old saying, what happens on the West Coast it spreads to the East. Rabbi Michael expressed solidarity with his Catholics and encouraged others to prioritize their faith. This is it, Jess. Prioritize their faith over their allegiance to a sports team. One way of doing it is to find joy and community and faith instead of supporting baseball. I might add that Vin Scully, I witnessed this, and I've said this before, in 2016, I was at a conference with 1,600 people and they asked Vin Scully, what do you think of same-sex marriage? Do you agree with it? And he said, no, I don't. I, I, I believe in a biblical view that it's between a man and a wow. woman. I'm old-fashioned. And 1,600 people stood up and applauded and it was sh- clapping their hands for him. Jesse, I'm convinced that that's the kind of leadership. See, Vin Scully, I want his message out today, even though he's been gone a couple years. He's, he passed away. But the point I'm making is, we need our leaders to lead. We're the B team, bro. And, you know, we're doing what we can. But I think the general's point as a military man is we're not going to have the privates. We need the generals. We need the, the lieutenant colonels saying, yeah. sir, attack. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right, Terry. Um, strong leaders breed a strong church. That's weak it. leaders breed a weak church. Well said. And I can tell you this rabbi, the statements that he made. He's definitely a man of goodwill. Oh, yeah. See, that's true ecumenism. And, 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 and the guys from Calvary Chapel that are going to be there, they think they're men of goodwill. The Protestants from the Valley are going to be there. They're yeah. men of goodwill. And why do I say that? In Luke chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says, the angels tell baby Jesus, as he's in the manger, they say, when he was born, they say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men of goodwill. A man of goodwill... As somebody that's searching for the truth. And, uh, and I think this rabbi is, again, is somebody who's searching for the logo, searching for the truth, searching for the word. Uh, Prager yesterday spent the whole show talking about this, this Dodger Stadium. Awesome. Boy. Uh, you know, blasphemy. Yeah. Good. Uh, and, and so Prager University is also totally behind Excellent. Uh, you know, the, Catholic, the, the Catholic prayer rally. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, he spent uh, the, the vast mar- part of his show talking about the way Catholics need to stand up and need to <laughs> n- need to face this head on. And he's not even a Catholic, he's a Jew. <laughs> that's a point. Yeah, that's the point that I'm saying. Here's something interesting Tell that us. I just I discovered that Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Paul Clay told me he picked them up one day cuz Paul Clay my my partner for Jesus 911, he was a, the sheriff Baca's driver. 
Uh, so, so Sheriff Baca would say, go pick up this guy from the airport, that guy. So Paul, Paul met the most powerful men in the world. Wow. He would go drive, he would go pick people up at the airport and he would be their bodyguard. He was a lieutenant. You know, he, he was the armed bodyguard for anybody that the sheriff wanted to pick up. He told me one day he had, he had to pick up Tommy Lasorda. The sheriff told him to go pick him up and I <laughs> take him from good. point A to point B. Yeah. And, and Paul, and Paul told me, he goes, Jess, this guy was such a humble, decent man. You could sense it because Paul, Paul's picked up Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. I mean, na- name, name anybody. Paul's picked them up and talked with them. Yeah. Uh, and he said that Tommy Lasorda was a different, he was cut from a different cloth. He goes, this guy was just a gentle, pious man. Wow. And he goes, and you know, unassuming, you could, you know, the, you, you would never be able to tell that this guy was the, the Tommy Lasorda from the LA Dodgers. But here's something interesting that Tommy Lasorda used to have mass offered in, do, in the Dodger clubhouse good. on Sundays, every Sunday. Make it convenient for the men. That's good. Yeah. And also Dodger sportscaster. I think we mentioned it before. Yeah, Vince Scully. Scully. Sure. He's a hall of famer. He lent his his iconic voice right. to narrate the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, and you can listen to him on the website formed.com. Yep. That's from the August, St. Augustine Institute, formed.com. So when I see what the Dodgers are doing right now, they're yeah. they're departing from from the Tommy Lasordas, the Vince Scullys, the Mike Piazzas. Yep. Uh, you know, this move makes no sense, and we need as Catholics. Uh, the, I'm going to tell you, 50% of the, of the Dodgers audience are Mexican of course, Catholics. Of course. Hey, I'm telling you right now, Dodger Stadium is surrounded by nothing but Mexican Catholics for miles and miles and miles and miles. And Mexican Catholics need to, need to make sure that there's a drop in attendance. You need to tell your family not to go. We need to see these stadiums half empty. Yep. We, we, we have to give them, we have to give the, the Dodgers a full-throated response by rejecting what them for what they've done to Jesus Christ and Our Lady. And uh, again, I know they got a lot of money behind them. I get that. Yep. But I'll tell you this, that uh, the Muslims, they wouldn't take this sitting down. Of course. Uh, and neither would any other religion. So as Catholics, uh, remember, uh, we got to boycott the Dodgers. We got to boycott Bud Light. Uh, boycott Target. Target. Even Chick-fil-A now. Yep. And remember, we're going to be there June 16th, uh, you can be there at the cathedral, park your car. Uh, we'll, we'll be stationing there between 3.30 and 4.30. Park your car. At 4.30, we will be processing down the streets 1.5 miles to Dodger Stadium. And uh, we're going to make a noise. We're going to make noise that that's going to shake the entire country. And people are going to know that there are Catholics in, in Los Angeles that love Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and again, just vote with your pocketbook. I mean, uh, I've been at a Dodger game since I was a little child in the 60s. And call Dodger Stadium. Let them know that you're appalled at what they're doing, attacking your Catholic faith. And I think, again, they're getting a lot of calls. We've had a lot of good responses that they're saying, okay, okay. But once we have this uh, march, and I'm I'm sure the media is picking up on it, there's going to be people there. I think the Dodgers are going to find out that you know, maybe we shouldn't have done this because we're going to pay a terrible price. And I and this is what I'm convinced of, is that, you know, going woke, you go broke. And so we need as Christians to say, wait a minute, it's on my watch. I'm not going to stand for it. I am going to vote with my pocketbook. And maybe, uh, well, maybe I say, because we're making reparation too for these sacrileges, Offer that sacrifice of maybe you're a Dodger fan. I had a guy call me and say, I've been watching the Dodgers. They're my team. I said, You know what? When you die, what happens to the Dodgers? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What happens? I don't know. You're okay. See, where's your priority, dude? Just you know what? Offer that sacrifice of not being able to see another ball game. I've been baseball's been with my blood for forever. I was all league in high school. I tried out for the Oakland A's. I became, I was a major league, triple A certified umpire. You think I like baseball? But you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to go to any game. You're I'm done. If you guys are going to attack my faith, my priority is number one, the salvation of my soul. And if I can make reparation for this by sacrificing that walk or not going to games and telling people, hey, not, not on my watch, I think that our Lord is going to be pleased with that. So that's my take, Jess. Yeah, uh, there's uh, some influential players like Clayton Kershaw. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's an all-star, world champion all-star. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, Trevor Williams. There's other people Blake that are that are remind that are speaking out against what the Dodgers are doing. We need more people like them. Yep. Stick around. We'll be right back. When we come back, as Pride Month approaches, LGBT mob is wrapping up its attack on the center. Stay with us, family. Wow, Jess and I, we are so busy right now setting up different things. <laughs> I mean, my, I, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to serve. You know, right? right isn't that right, bro? Oh, uh, yeah. We're blessed, man. Jess, this article regarding, uh, again, they call it Pride Month. I call it Homosexual Month. Exactly. That, that's yeah, what they're because, promoting. Because our month, it's started today. It's, yeah, it's the sacred heart, heart of Jesus Amen. month. It's the sacred heart of Jesus. We're red all month. We're something red every day. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. So yeah. let's talk about it, Jess. Yeah. Uh, um, LifeSite News put out a good article just yeah. kind of warning us about the violent uh, proclivities of the LGBT movement. They're not peaceful people, Terry. Oh, no way. It's, uh, as Pride Munch approaches... Started today, thanks to Barack Obama and Joe Biden, by the yep. way. Mm-hmm. The LGBT mob is ramping up its attacks on dissenters. Now, any institution, even a Catholic school that refuses to wave the pride flag, faces retribution from LGBT activists in Canada. Yep. So this is the uh, the LifeSite News is talking about what's happening in Canada, but uh, they're it just right across to the us. border. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll, it applies to us too. He writes. As we approach a month of public orgiastic celebration of weird sexual fetishes, Canadian institutions are competing to see who can grovel lowest and flag wave the hardest. Mm. Politicians arrive to genuflect to their cultural overlords. Corporations send expensive floats to the festivals of nudity and indecency. Organizers like to call parades. The LGBT flag is hoisted above schools, city halls, and businesses in Canada, and it says my local grocery store already has giant progress flags. That's those; those are the rainbow flags pasted to the automatic sliding glass doors. Is this microphone on? Is this <laughs> what? With all of that, will come LGBT activists insisting that they are victims. Here is how the grift works. By the way, a grifter. Uh, it's a con artist who deceives others out of their money and property. That's a grift. Mm-hmm. That's what these people are. Number one, LGP activists insist that everybody fly the LGBT flag to overly announce support for their ideology. Number two, some institutions decline to fly this flag for reasons ranging from religious to community unity. Number three, 
LGBT activists then characterize this refusal to proactively show support for their agenda as a backlash. Canadian media obediently characterizes it as such. LGBT activists are now victims of their targets, refusal to participate in the narrative they themselves have created. Terry, pick it <laughs> This up strategy is so brazen that it only succeeds due to the potent combination of the cowardness of our politicians and the collaboration of our press. And I'm going to also talk about the cowardness of our clergy, too, for standing mm. up in Canada, not just yeah. politicians. Yeah. You're right. Early this week, for example, New York Catholic District School Board voted 6-4 to four against flying the LGBT flag at the Catholic Education Center during the June. See, thank you, guys. I mean, we're standing up. This, to normal people, several minutes ago, would not be considered a story. You know, because, okay, well, yeah, they're not going to. No, it's a story because Catholics are Catholic, but... But it made headlines at the state broadcaster, not only due to the fact that LGBT activists shouted at the trustees after the vote and then promptly made veiled accusations of violence. See, they're intimidating us. Eh, We can't be intimidated. The police have been called at three recent board meetings over this issue. Jesse, this again, it's, it's like a bully. They're trying to intimidate you. This school board is unsafe for religious LGBTQ21A. What are they? Give me around those letters. And community, and it's kept unsafe by a group of young, a York, a York of, of Catholic board trustees who are weaponizing their faith against the marginalized communities. You see how they're approaching it, Jess? Woe is us. See, the president of this region chapter of the P flag announced in a statement on May 30th, reread that and remember that what Coleman is referring to here is the decision not to fly an ideological flag. That decision, Coleman claims, without irony, makes York Region unsafe. Give me a break. It is Coleman and his Rainbow Mafia that are weaponizing this ideology against a religious institution. See, Jesse, we have to fight back. We can't just, oh, well, maybe you're right. No, you're wrong. And we have to tell them why they're wrong. Continue, Jess. A similar scenario unfolded in Norwich, Ontario, mm-hmm. where the city council voted to limit the flags flown on civic property yeah. to federal, provincial, or township flags. Whether flown together or apart, these government flags are all we need to represent the diverse and multicultural citizenship in Norwich Township, noted Councillor John Scholten. By flying these flags alone on township property, we can coexist in <laughs> peace and harmony no matter who we are or what we believe. In response, Council or Alicia Stubbs, who has now resi- resigned over the Council's decision, stated, quote, It's directly, specifically, and horrifyingly discrimination And it's a clear violation of the Human Rights Code, close quote. Again, keep in mind here that what she's referring to is a decision not to fly the flags of specific ideologies, but because the flag that represents her ideology is included in that ban. She claimed that human rights have been violated. I was not aware that there was a human right to have to have various levels of government (laughs) fly flags representing your worldview. But you live and learn. The sense of entitlement displayed by Stubbs and her fellow activists who spoke at the council meeting was breathtaking and palpable. Yeah, you think? And their message was clear. 
It is their right to. Ha- it is our right to have a flag representing our specific political views fly on Main Street and everywhere else. And you are dangerous, unsafe bigots if you refuse to allow us to, to fly our LGBT flags. You see how they're putting us in a corner, Jesse? Where we? I mean, this is why accompaniment. I keep going back to accompaniment. <laughs> it doesn't work with people like that. What works is telling them the truth and charity. Jess, continue, please. Tammy Murray, the president of Oxford County Pride Committee, took it took it further. She said, quote, I think our safety is at risk in Norwich, Ontario. And I think that was demonstrated last evening, not just by banning pride flags, but also they also did not endorse the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. And they also refused to proclaim Pride Month. All of the above is very concerning in terms of their understanding of oppression and marginalization. The committee, unsurprisingly, is filing a human rights complaint. And you see how this works. LGBT activists demand over support for their agenda. If that support is not immediately forthcoming, they accuse those who disagree with them or are simply disinterested in wading into a culture war by waving a flag of one sort or another. Mm of making communities unsafe with the implication being that the people will literally die if we all do not loudly affirm their LGBT beliefs. And the press, for their part, promptly publishes reports like this, you know, CBS column from earlier this month, which says, quote, as pride flags are once again, once again, targeted, two S LGBTQ advocates say, it is as important as ever to fly them. So see, the press is on their side. That's what the article's saying. Yep. But what a surprise. I'd come to the opposite conclusion. As LGBT flags are increasingly shoved in all of our faces, it is increasingly important to create public spaces that are neutral and welcome to everyone rather than flying the banner of a conquering, intolerant movement. Well said. You know, Jesse, this is what we're up against. We have a bully and they're trying to bully you around. And, and this is why this idea of just trying to get along to go along doesn't work. We have to stand for what's right. Think of our children, how they're being abused by this. And this is affecting uh, not just the homosexual um, group, but there's transgenderism where, where it's affecting the uh, sex changes. Uh, a lot of the people that are confused about being a boy or being a girl is because of homosexuality and lesbianism. That's what I've been reading, and I, it makes sense to me. Let's get back to a world biblical view. And the world biblical view says we have to stand up to error with truth. Yeah, Terry, and, and what's what's sad is that this homosexual movement, which started with uh, in 1969, with, with the, it was called the Stonewall Riots in Greenwich, New York, they went from simply oh, we just want to be accepted. We just want to be tolerated. You know, now it's way beyond that. It's now we want it legalized. Guess what? The Supreme Court legalized it. And now they're not only saying, no, we not only want it legalized, forget, just tolerate us. We not not only want it legalized, which has happened, federal government. Right. We now want you to accept it. And furthermore, we want you to shut your mouth, Christians, <laughs> exactly. and, 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 and accept it and don't call it a sin. And in fact, we want you to fly this our flag on your businesses and in your churches and your schools. So they, they went from what 
Yeah, we want your children. Yeah, you nailed children. it. You yeah. nailed it. They went from simply in the 60s, oh, we just want a, a place at the table. We just want to be accepted and acknowledged. No, the, the, they're, they're now, Terry, they're militant. And now, in many places, if you don't accept their flag, they will assault you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that just brings people to become scared. And they just will cow down and say, oh, well, well, we don't want a confrontation. And believe me, Jesse, I'm all for it. I've been trained from front sight. You avoid confrontations <laughs> if you can. But you know what, Jess? There is a time to let the person know. And I found this with bullies, that if you look at them like, you know what, dude? Don't even try it. Yeah. They, they back down. Am I right or wrong on that, Jesse, when it comes to verbal body language? Absolutely, Terry. Uh, you, David? 12-year-old skinny yep, kid yep. stared down Goliath. Yep. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how, how bad the odds are. And in and, and many instances, they'll back down because they're not used to people that they perceive as victims. They're not used to them standing up uh, for their rights. That's foreign to them. Bullies aren't used to that. And we I need to just do t- that. Yeah, I can just tell you this. No. Uh, the, the Noah's covenant with God has been usurped. Uh, exactly. It, it, that's a biblical sign, the rainbow. It's it's Noah's flood covenant, uh, and it's been usurped, Terry. Yeah, and this is why, and we let that happen five, six years ago when that took place. Why? Because we were silent. Silent no more. Stay with us. Four chaplains tomorrow. Next topic. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Hit it, Jess. This this story should inspire us. You know, Jesse, at Mass, we say, I confessed to mighty God, and we talk about the, the sins of omission that I should have done. This story should inspire us to stand up to the homosexual movement for the month of June and forever because of these four chaplains. Let's talk about them and see if they give us the strength to stand up for Jesus like they did. The reason I chose the story is because we only honor our veterans yep. one day a year, yep. but our culture is so turned upside down that we're honoring sodomy for 30 days, or we're being forced to honor it yeah. for 30 days. Yeah. Men like this need to be honored every single day. That's right. So there are four chaplains yep. who were selfless heroes of World War II, and they, they were honored a while back ago on their 80th anniversary for their deaths. So these four chaplains are Father John Washington, he's a Catholic priest, Reverend George Fox, a Methodist minister, mm-hmm. Rabbi Alexander Goody, and Reverend, Reverend Clark Poling, a Reformed Church in America minister. So two Protestants, one Catholic priest, and a Jewish rabbi. They gave their life jackets to save others when their ship was torpedoed in the frigid North Atlantic in 1943. So here's the story. Okay, so uh, most of us will never die a hero's death. This is from the homily of Bishop Gregory Studerus, Archdiocese of New York, he who presided over the February 5th Mass. This was back uh, a couple of years, uh, no, in 2023, it was yeah, this year. just in that month yeah. ago, two months yeah, he ago. He said, so there's a crowd of military veterans and families, Boy Scouts filled a New Jersey Catholic Church on <laughs> Sunday to honor the four chaplains, a band of men of different faiths who all sacrificed their lives to save others on the torpedoed USAT Dorchester 80 years ago. The bishop, Catholic bishop said at the homily, most of us will never die heroes' death. The bishop said, 
Day in and day out, we look for ways of being generous, ways of being kind, ways of reaching out and touching the heart of those who are sad and mourning, reaching out and touching those who are oppressed. And sometimes we go as far as the ones we honor today, giving our lives because of faith. Close quote. The New York uh, Bishop, uh, Gregory Studeris, he held up the four chaplains, their sacrifice, as the ultimate sign of faith Amen. during the four chaplains' 80th anniversary mass at St. Stephen's Church in Kearney, New Jersey, on February 5th, 2023. Once again, the four chaplains need to be mentioned. Father John Washington, a Catholic priest. Reverend George Fox, a Methodist minister. Rabbi Alexander Goody. And Reverend Clark Poling, a Reformed Church in America minister. They gave their lives jackets, their life jackets, yep. to save others when the ship was torpedoed and it, and it went down in the frigid waters of the North Atlantic back in 1943. And so there was, there was uh, this is the ultimate sacrifice. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, there is no greater love than this that a man would lay down his life for another. I'll tell you, People who give their life in the combat field or in law enforcement, they, they have participated in the redemptive suffering of Christ because Christ, his death on the cross, is the ultimate sacrifice. And so anybody else, Terry, like these four chaplains yeah. or, 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 or people in the military from all four branches of the military or in law enforcement or, or firemen, when they give their life... They're in some way, shape, inspired and joining themselves to the logos, whether they know it or not, to Jesus Christ himself, who gives all of us men of goodwill the inspiration to realize that there's something greater than ourselves that exactly. we have to live for and even die for. And that's God. And the thing that they sang songs, they had 20 minutes after they had given up their seat, so to speak, be to get off the ship. They knew they were going to die. They praised God with singing and prayer. And to me, as one of the eyewitnesses, John Ladd said, that it was the finest thing I've seen or hope to see this side of heaven. What I, what I go back to is the Bible, Jesse, where it says, no greater love than to lay down your life for your fellow man. I mean, they imitated Jesus Christ in a very heroic way. And I think this applies to us today, Jesse, that, you know, this. I'm sorry, I keep going back to accompaniment. Get rid of accompaniment. <laughs> Let's be sacrificial with our <laughs> brothers and sisters. Are we willing to go and sacrifice even our life for the gospel? These men were. Yeah. So these four chaplains, Washington, Fox, Goody, and Poling, all of them were first lieutenants. Yeah. They met in 1942, having been inspired to sign up as, as military chaplains yep. after the Pearl Harbor attack. Their vessel, the Dorchester, a troop ship bound for a U.S. military base in Greenland was struck by a U-boat torpedo in the early morning hours of February 3rd, 1943. Mm -hmm. Washington, Father Washington had just celebrated Holy Mass just wow. hours before the hit wow. and began to offer absolution. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I mean... He Take sent, Terry, this guy, this, he had the power through Jesus Christ to send everybody in that ship to heaven. And he had just received a body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ administered. So, I mean, this is, doesn't get any better. 
Yeah, but can you imagine people that were just I mean, just kind of tuned out or checked out? Yeah. They died, and then all of a sudden they opened their eyes their, of their soul, yeah. and they're in front of Jesus Christ, and now they realize that they're in heaven because the Catholic priest, through the power of the priesthood, gave <laughs> everybody in that ship Think about ab- that. general absolution, which they have the, the authority to do so in case of emergency, yep, that's it. and they send that soul to heaven, Terry. can you? What a now, great and, story. And, that person is going to be praising the Catholic faith forever in heaven before the throne of God, the Trinity. So the article says that the chaplains calmly assisted and encouraged numerous civilians and soldiers, offering them their own life jackets <laughs> as the terrified crowd sped to the lifeboat. And they're not afraid to die. It's obvious. When giving, when giving their life jackets, Rabbi Goody did not call out for a Jew. Father Washington did not, did not call out for exactly. a Catholic. Nor did the reverends Fox and Pauline call out for a Protestant. They simply gave their life jackets to the next man in line. A history uh, from the Four Chaplains Memorial Foundation notes the following. It says this, quote, The chaplains themselves all stayed behind as the ship capsized and sank in just 20 minutes. This is powerful. They joined more than 670 of their peers as they perished, reportedly with locked arms and hymns on their lips. Terry, this is true ecumenism. Exactly. Gosh. This is chilling here. It is. It, it moves me, Jesse, to realize how soft we have become. I'm, I mean it as a church. Where, we, are you kidding me? These guys laid down their lives for their brothers and sisters. Uh, when, I'll just tie it right back to getting over to Dodger Stadium, getting over to stand up for our faith. Are we going to be so worried that what people think of us are you kidding me? When souls are at stake? No, I hope not. No, people are going to honk and flip us off yeah. and call us homophobic. Yeah. I can't go. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. Read this article and get some courage. Exactly. These men were men of virtue. And all these men believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob based on their religious tradition. Yep. And, and even though three out, three out of the four uh, uh, chaplains was not Catholic, they were all men of goodwill. Yeah, anybody who dies selflessly for another person is a man of goodwill, yeah. according to the New Testament. And many of the new te- of the of the two hundred and thirty survivors, they praised and lauded the chaplain's selfless action. At one point, Petty Officer John Mahoney remembered returning to his cabin to find his gloves, and Rabbi Goody stopped him, saying, "Quote: Never mind, I have two pairs." And he handed some to 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 Mahoney who later realized that the rabbi had given him his only pair of gloves. I love it. One eyewitness, John Ladd, he said, quote, it was the finest thing I have seen or hoped to see this side of heaven, close quote. Uh, Terry, this, this is these selfless acts out of faith well, in God and a need to help others. These men are true heroes, not the sisters of perpetual indulgence. They're not heroes. They should not be receiving a community hero award. These four men are true heroes, and it's important to look at them at a time when so many people are confused about what is a hero. That's right. Uh, you know, that, that's the goal, Terry. That yeah. was the goal of the Mass yeah. uh, that was celebrated uh, for these men uh, for their heroic act 80 years ago to honor them. Uh, by celebrating the holy sacrifice of the Mass in their honor. Uh, actions speak louder than words. I mean, and, and sometimes, Jesse, we've become too wordy. I want to see action. Words mean nothing. I'm sorry. You could say, you can give a, a speech and say, oh, yeah, this, the No, no. What do you do is more important. People want to know. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And these men yeah. 
cared enough to lay down their lives for their fellow man. God bless them. This, I'm telling you, Terry, this, uh, this story takes my breath away. Oh, yeah. No, it really does. Of course. And, uh, for men. And, and, and all I could just say is uh, the words of G.K. Chesterton, when he talked about men that go to war, he said this. He said this back in 1911. He said, quote, The true soldier fights not because he hates what's in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. Exactly. That's a great line for me. Yeah. And, and so I want to tell all you Catholics, join us on June 16. Oh, yeah. Not because we hate anybody, because we don't hate anybody. It's because we love our Lord, our Lady, our Catholic faith, and our children who are the targets of the LGBT community and these transgenders. Well said, Jesse. And, and again, this is why when we say what state should we be living in is these men who died the priest here gave general absolution the these men this was their ticket to get to heaven yeah and so this is why i mean i went to confession this morning jesse i want to be in the state of grace when i'm going to be fighting <laughs> evil don't you i mean think Absolutely, about it brother we want to yeah. make sure that we're in the state and so i want to encourage you and all of our listeners if you haven't been to confession over a month get to confession live in the in the in the presence of god pray your rosary uh, you know, make visits to the Blessed Sacrament because this is a battle we're in. And if you're not spiritually prepared for it, you're going to lose. Jess, I'll ask you again. What state should we be living in, brother? State of grace, my brother. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Uh, make sure you become as holy as possible in this lifetime or die yeah. trying because the only thing that's going to matter when it's all said and done, there will be a dash in your tombstone. Oh yeah. It's going to have the day that you're born. It's oh. going to have the day that you died. Then there's going to be a dash in between. The only thing that you're, is going to matter, what you're going to be judged on by the Lord Jesus Christ is what did you do in that dash between both dates? Amen. And as I said before, we're putting on this, pro, uh, this, this march. It's going to cost a few dollars. If you want to help us fund this project, I got to buy some new equipment for the PA system. We're going to do some things that We'd appreciate it. If you want to support us, you can call me directly and support us. And my phone number is 661-972-7872. Or go online if you want to be anonymous to vmpr.org. Say, I want to support the march down at Dodger Stadium. And I appreciate it. I'll thank you ahead of time. And remember, Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and sacrifice. Well, that walk, a mile and a half walk, could be a huge sacrifice for some people. So I would just ask all of our listeners to pray. If you can't make it, at least pray from home and make reparation for these sacrileges that are going on at Dodger Stadium and the assault on our Catholic faith. I want to thank all of you who support us here at vmpr.org. And from Jess and myself, we say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. May God richly, and I mean richly, bless you and your family. God bless you.